Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of High Scores and High Spots, your podcasting home for all things professional wrestling and video games. We have a big show for you all today. We've got a lot to cover. I am Ryan. With me is my co-host, my older brother, Nathan. Everybody needs to quit doing backflips and landing on their head. Yes. We have a lot to cover. We've got Raw, NXT, and Dynamite, who went head-to-head on Tuesday night to talk about. Plus, in gaming, we're going to be talking Silent Hill because they have opened the floodgates. And uh, we've got Silent Hill coming out of our asses in the next coming years. Uh, But we're going to kick things off with professional wrestling because we did have a big episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, to talk about, plus we'll, then we'll get into NXT and Dynamite. Let's get into Raw, Nathan. Uh, pretty good show, uh, all things considered. Uh, you know, it kicked off pretty big way with Lesnar and, and Lashley just beating the fuck out of each other. <laughs> yeah, can't go wrong with that. Um, yeah, this was the first Raw uh, that we've had without Triple H. He's at home with the COVID. Yeah, so Road Dog was in charge, which is surprising, honestly, that he t- he jumped – uh, Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Well, it's Triple H's regime now, Ryan. So yeah, Bruce Pritchard is just uh just there. He's just there. He probably they probably do these meetings and it's just a click all talking. And he's probably just like, I have an idea. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm over here too. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. So just beat each other up, uh, and then Lashley ends up throwing Lesnar through the announce table. Uh, yeah, which was fucking awesome. This was uh, you know what. Kicked off the show in the best way possible here because they this just got the fans hyped. Uh, it was it was just awesome. <laughs> I agree. I can't go wrong with two big men beating each other up, and I am ready for the rematch. Uh, we you know they wrestled at Royal Rumble, which we were there for live, uh, and they're gonna wrestle at uh in Saudi. So is Les- is 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 Lashley finally gonna get his win? I mean, he technically beat him at the Rumble. Did he though? I mean, he, he did, but he didn't. Yeah, Roman got involved, so he needs he needs a clean victory over Lashley or Wesner. Uh, then we had the OC versus Alpha Academy. Uh, the OC making their return to the ring in WWE. Uh, Gallows and Anderson taking on Otis and Chad Gable. A weird match here. Uh, I am not the biggest fan of Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I will go on record as saying that. Um, seeing them back in WWE was like one of those moments where it's like you get excited, then I realize, oh yeah, I don't like these guys. Uh, so I, I will say though, they did try. Look like they tried a lot harder than yeah. what they have in the past. Yeah, I mean, this was this was a good match. Uh, they they look like they're into it. I think maybe they finally realized we're in WWE with an actual chance now because Triple H is in charge. Uh, last time they were there, I think they realized the tag team wrestling is not important here, so we're just kind of here spinning our wheels. I think now they realize Triple H cares about tag team wrestling and may actually give them a chance to succeed now in WWE. Yeah. Plus, they probably got a big old fat paycheck. So, uh, obviously, uh, Gallows and Anderson get the win with the Magic Killer on Chad Gable, and Gallows gets the win. Yeah, that fat paycheck uh, makes uh, Carl Anderson's uh, hot Asian wife happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> After this match, uh, the uh, Judgment Day come out and they go back and forth. Uh, they then they uh, basically challenge the OC and AJ to a match at Crown Jewel, and then uh, AJ says he's going to wrestle Dominic tonight, which is weird with the Crown Jewel thing because Carl Anderson was scheduled to compete at Battle Autumn uh, and defend the New Japan uh, Never Openweight Championship. He did put out a statement today saying he is not going to be at the New Japan show. Yeah, so apparently, according to his Twitter, uh, he said that uh, New Japan booked him without going through his agent, which I didn't know you had to if you're under contract. But okay, he, well, technically he's not under contract. He was on a per. He's on a per deal. Ah, okay. So, so apparently they they booked him without going through his agent. So yeah, he's double booked, and he said, uh, "Yeah, we got a problem." <laughs> <laughs> 
So maybe uh, maybe this uh, New Japan and WWE thing is not really happening. Maybe it's uh, it was just a, a mess up on their account, you know. Maybe they're not doing a collab, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, I, so I don't know. We'll see. He is still the champion. Uh, I, probably I not ass- for long. I feel like he's probably going to have to forfeit that belt pretty soon. Yeah, I don't know. Unless WWE lets him compete at Wrestle Kingdom and just drop it there. I don't know. Yeah, uh, so, yeah he said he's not going. So that's going to be – so he'll be wrestling. Unless this is all a swerve and Anderson gets taken out uh, before Crown Jewel and then Edge returns and teams up with him or something. And yeah, he, but he wants that Crown Jewel money, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would too. I mean <laughs> – even though when they were in WWE last time, he said he'd never go to Saudi Arabia, or he he always said a couple years ago he'd never go to Saudi. But you know, money talks. Yeah. Uh, Rollins then comes out uh, to, to gloat about winning the United States Championship. When then Ali comes out and uh, Ali basically says, "Look, I I I I'm, I want the title." <laughs> hey, basically said, "Oh, you know, always like you know, he's gonna get that title eventually." Uh, and then uh, Rollins is going to leave. Ollie attacked him. Um, and then uh, they go back and forth. And then, yeah. So Ollie is uh, gunning for the championship. I think it took a little bit for Ollie to get, you know, back. I think Triple H had to kind of find a spot for him and make it make sense. Uh, he's back. I would love to see Ollie take the title from Rollins. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I am kind of bummed that Cedric Alexander's like they they were kind of doing that little tag team thing, yeah. And now I guess that's done. So that's yeah, kind Cedric's of a bummer. Just just there now. He's not even wrestling. Yeah, He's not even on main event anymore. Maybe he should go to in, in, NXT and just like reinvent himself or something and and do some stuff down there. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Uh, then we had the tag team champions Dakota Kai and Io Sky versus Candice LeRae and Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. Obviously, we all know the story behind this match. Uh, they've been feuding for a while. Uh, Candice beat Bailey a couple weeks ago on Raw, and so uh, yeah, this was uh, this was a good little tag team match between these four. Went through a couple commercial breaks, uh, and then uh, Damage Control do get the win though. Um, they hit a big double team like flipping power bomb type maneuver on Candice to get the win. As Belair uh, basically was attacking Bailey on the outside, so yeah. cool tag team move. You know they did. I think the Hardy Boys did it before. Uh, is where I've seen it the first time. They like hook their arms like underneath their legs and then like flip them backwards. It's a pretty cool move. I liked it. Uh, got a couple backstage segments with Matt Riddle uh, talking about Ali, and then he sees Ali, and then uh, then we hear the Miz screaming out that he hurt his knee. Uh, then we had Cora Jade walk up to the judge to the judgment day and basically says, uh, she wants Rhea to, uh, be her pick her poison. And Rhea goes, sure, I'll do it. Yeah. This segment was not very good. Like uh, Cora Jade needs to work on her facials and the way she talks because yeah. it, it, it just felt, it felt bad. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. This wasn't the best. Uh, she, you know, she's still young. Maybe she'll she'll get it. Uh, JBL JBL walked out talking about yeah. What the heck, man? This came out of nowhere. JBL wearing hammer pants. Uh, his pants were <laughs> fucking Dude, huge. I don't know what happened. Somebody didn't give him the right suit because yeah, he looked like he was like were... an adult, or he looked like he was like a kid wearing an adult like suit. <laughs> yeah, his suit was definitely not ready. Uh, but he talked about you know Texas being in Oklahoma. Uh, and then he talks about, you know, why do you live in Oklahoma when Texas is right there? I laughed at that. Uh, then he says, Ray Mysterio left Raw. Uh, and so they made a trade. And uh, he comes out and he says, the new greatest addition to Raw ever, Mr. Baron Corbin. He's back to Baron Corbin, not happy Corbin. Thank yeah, that made me that made me happy, let me tell you. But so now that he's back. Uh, yeah, it was JBL. Like, that came out of freaking nowhere. Well, they did do that thing a couple, like, this has been, God, probably about a month or two ago on SmackDown where uh, Corbin was getting him humiliated all those times, and then JBL's limo pulled up, and he got in it. So they teased it, like, one second 
like months ago on SmackDown. So, uh, but he came out. He had new theme. He had new gear. So he's actually right. wrestling in gear again. He's not wearing pants and a cert. So yeah, hey. yeah. And he and he wrestled a long match that was something. Yeah, he took on Dolph Ziggler. Uh, you know, Dolph Ziggler, the guy who's just there to wrestle occasionally and put people over. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a match. They went back and forth, and they 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 went for a while, as you said. Um, Corbin, a lot longer than they should have, I think, because. If you're having Baron Corbin come back to be Baron Corbin and dominate, or at least be a threat, yeah. he doesn't need to be taking 13 minutes to put away Dolph Ziggler. Probably should have had him wrestle like Shelton Benjamin or R Truth or somebody that's a yeah. little lower on the card, and then just have him beat him in about five minutes. Yeah, he could have beat Dolph Ziggler in about five minutes. I, I, I wouldn't mind. I mean, Dolph Ziggler's falling. Let's be honest; he's not, you know, he's not main event anymore. So. Uh, Corbin reversed a super kick towards the end and then hit the end of days for the win. So there you go, JBL and Corbin. I don't know if JBL is going to stick around. Uh, I I don't know if he's going to be like his manager forever or if this was just a one-time thing. Uh, it looks like he's going to be around for at least a little bit. Look at the way it, the way it seemed. It felt that way. Yeah, it felt like he was going to be there for a while. So. Um, then we had the Miz in the uh, getting looked at by the trainer, and then Johnny Gargano walked out and said, "Hey, Loomis!" And Miz jumped up and no knee issues. So, and then he said that my superior DNA allowed me to heal. And he goes, "It's unfortunate for he who shall not be named because he's going to be the one who'll be injured tonight." Hmm. Uh, MVP almost got a promo saying, "Almost is going to go to SmackDown and look Strowman in the eye." And say, right. he's not a he's not a monster. Uh, the OC is backstage. Cameron Grimes walks up and basically says, "Yo, I want you to be my partners on NX on NXT." And they go, "Eh, okay." And then they they laugh <laughs> and then they they talk about how it's another payday for the boys. I love how their gimmick now is just they just want to get paid. Yeah, which is what the like the internet has been saying about them forever. So they just took what the internet said and just kind of just ran with it. I love it. Not the biggest fan of them, man. They're they're taking this gimmick of just wanting money and they're just running with it. And it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Then we had AJ Styles and Dominic. Another really, really long match, which probably should not have been as long as it was. Yeah. AJ did his best to carry Dominic to a good match, but Dominic needs a lot of work still. Uh, he's been WWE now for two years, three years. Uh, he's just, he, he needs some more seasoning and polish. Uh, AJ did what he could, uh, and he put him over. I mean, he put Dominic over. Uh, Ripley distracted AJ, and then Dominic rolled him up. So he does get the win here over AJ Styles. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Did you think you were gonna hear that when you started Raw? Yeah, I didn't think I would see Dominic Mysterio beat AJ Styles. That's it's uh, mm. yeah, yep. And then we had Miz uh, and Dexter Loomis, but it does not did not happen because uh. Miz came out and attacked Loomis from behind with the steel chair and just beat him down. Numerous, numerous chair shots. So this match did not happen. I assume they're probably going to hold this off to Saudi, I guess. Or later. I've seen them that way. Maybe even longer because I don't think everything's going to be on at the Saudi show. I mean, tactic, I mean, I know this time it, it does seem like the Saudi show is going to be more canon than what it usually is, but yeah, I wouldn't think they'd put everything on the Saudi show. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I I think this could be this on Raw in a little bit. <clears throat> um, and then uh, we had the Damage Control doing a promo backstage. Um, and I guess um next week she's challenging uh Bel Air uh for next week. But I don't know if they didn't say if it's really a title shot or not. But they are wrestling next week. They didn't really specify whether or not it's a title match or not. So it's gonna be Bel Air and Bailey next week. But I'm not sure what they're, uh, if it's actual Tasha or not. Uh, yeah. And we had Elias, Nathan. Elias was back. Oh, boy. Let me tell you. I, so, Ryan, this segment, I, the fans were not into him this time. I don't know if these fans, that the, this crowd that they were, you know, where they were, I don't know if they just weren't into some stuff or what, but 
they were not into Elias. And I was kind of bummed because the last time when he came out, they popped hard. Yeah. And I was like, so that makes me think they should have just did this back then because now I guess, I don't know, maybe it's just this one crowd, but yeah. it seemed like they were over it already. Yeah. Uh, he was interrupted by Riddle who came out and Riddle asked Elias if he wanted to hit his quote bongo drums. <sighs> Uh, Wyatt says that's not really his thing Uh, and then uh, they do the walk with Elias thing Um, they just go back and forth and then uh, yeah then they have the win event the United States Championship match Riddle and Rollins Uh, and I guess you know Elias is just going to stick around and watch (laughs) yeah you know and what was weird about this was so we find out that you know, basically in this match, Elias gets involved, not really on his, like, he didn't want to get involved, it didn't look like, but he did. And he cost Raw uh, Riddle the match, but, you know, like, when, when Riddle first interrupted him, I thought, okay, maybe, and he was being all nice, but I thought maybe Elias was going to be a heel, you know. But then, they didn't. They just started playing with each other. Yeah, playing music, and I'm like, well, what the hell? And then, and then uh, Rollins interrupts him, and then he's acting more like it. But then they kind of lead to where maybe he is going to be. So I, this segment was just all over the place, and yeah. it fell apart for me. Yeah, it, it was not good. Yeah, Elias got involved, um, which, which, like you said, Rollins got the win after hitting the stomp on Riddle after the match. Elias was getting back up. Rollins put him out with another stomp, and then all we came back. Out and Ali uh, takes out Rollins. He's seen him with suicide dive over the announce table, and they just keep and Rollins like retreated away. And then Ali was like, "Hey, I'm your problem now." So I don't know where they're heading. I guess Rollins versus Ali, maybe Riddle versus Elias is now going to be what the, the, the feuds going forward. I guess is Elias. I mean, Elias comes back as a face. I always refer to him as a heel anyway. I don't think the gimmick works as a face that well. He's never been a good no. face. He wrestles better as a face, as a heel. So, yeah. and I think Triple H knows that. So, I'm hoping this is going to lead to a, a heel turn of, Eli- of, of Elias. And, uh, you know, Elias and Riddle, I guess. They got to do something. So, but that appears to be where we're heading. So. so, overall, pretty good. Pretty good show. Can't complain too much. There's a couple things on there. But, uh, overall, it was a very, very good show. Heading to the Tuesday Night Wars, where they uh, both shows kind of loaded up for different re- reasonings uh, or different ways. Uh, Dynamite yeah. had uh, four world title matches, and then NXT just had a bunch of main roster stars. Yeah. But I w- here's the thing. AEW ended up winning the ratings. That's fine. I don't really care. People were going to talk about NXT. WWE was like, oh, they 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 really wanted to win this, so they put a bunch of stars. But they I mean, it was Rhea Ripley, it was Roxanne, per- it was uh, Raquel Rodriguez, and it was uh, and the then Good it was Brothers. The Good Brothers. Like, it's not yeah, like Shinsuke. they put... Well, Shinsuke wasn't well, announced, though. I, I wouldn't call no. Shinsuke, like, because he wasn't announced. No, but they did. And they it, had Shinsuke, and they also had Kevin Owens come out, too. So. But they were unannounced. Like, if they really wanted to get the audience, I think they would have announced Shinsuke and Kevin. Like... Of the ones they announced, they announced Rhea Ripley, Raquel, and the Good Brothers. That's not really, you know, the biggest names in the business. Uh, no. So, uh, yeah, I can. they were obviously trying to pop a rating, but they weren't putting, you know, fucking Seth Rollins or, or Roman Reigns on this show or anything. So, I mean, so let's get into this. Let's start. What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with NXT since we're talking about it or AEW? Both shows uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk NXT here. Uh, this show was interesting. We had a bunch of a uh, bunch of main roster guys uh, beating NXT guys, which I mean, I guess makes sense because they are NXT. But except for one, except uh, you know, the thing about it is, is it it was on NXT. If it was if it was on a main roster, main art roster, you know, that'd be one thing. Yeah, because then then it's be like okay, well they tried to call come up to the big big, t- 
but these guys are going down to NXT and just beating on them. Like, yeah, didn't make, didn't make NXT look good. I'll tell you that. No. So we start off. Speaking of that, we start off with Roxanne Perez versus Rhea Ripley. I'll give Perez. You know, she's super young, but she's obviously really good, and she did hold her own against Rhea. She looked up pretty good here, and she looked good on SmackDown. So obviously, you can see them that uh, Perez is going to get pushed kind of harder and probably get called up before too long. These are tests for her. She she did okay. She looked good, uh, but in the end, it is Ripley hitting the Riptide for the win. Uh, you know. Kind of expected. I didn't really expect Perez to beat. It is weird though how you build to this match between Cora Jade and Rip and Roxanne Perez, and they're basically both losing. I mean, Cora Jade won by disqualification, but they basically both lost heading into that yeah. match, which is kind of weird. Weird way to book your book your uh, one of your big uh, big big angles. <laughs> yeah, that was very strange. Uh, then we had Channing Stacks Lorenzo. Uh, Tony D'Angelo comes out on crutches and basically. He goes, yeah, everyone would know who my opponent is. And then he goes, uh, after the commercial break, he pulled a, he pulled like a, like a deal or no deal on us. Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, uh, Grayson Waller did an interview where he was interrupted by Chucky. Uh, Chucky was all over this show. He got more screen time than anybody else. Uh, he basically says that Waller and Cruz match will be the, a spin the wheel, make the deal match. And Waller gets freaked out by Chucky and runs away, essentially. Yeah, so during during this Stax Nakamura match, out of nowhere, Vic Joseph just goes, I've just been told Grayson Waller has left the building. Yeah. And, and Booker T is like, why do I care? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh the, the other and then the and then and Vic Joseph's like, hey, look, I just say what I'm told to say. <laughs> These two and they said they weren't going to try to force these guys, these teams that have chemistry. And this is proof because Booker T and Big Joseph just do not get, they act, they like, they don't get along at all. <laughs> yeah. Booker T gets so annoyed with this guy because Big Joseph is trying to be like, come on, man, let's go. And Booker T is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just here to call the matches, man. I'm just here to call the matches. <laughs> I love the commentary. It's awesome. But yeah, Nakamura is Channing Stacks Lorenzo's opponent. Again, we're in a situation where I don't know if this was a one-off or if he's just going to stick around in NXT. I don't know. That'd be weird for him to come back to well, NXT. But it's very strange because, like, what you know, this is the one thing. This is the one knock I have on Triple H's regime right now is Shinsuke and Kevin Owens. Which I don't know if Kevin Owens is hurt or what, but he's neither not. one of them has been on TV in a while. Yeah, he's just not wrestling right now. He was in that big feud with with Theory, and then just it ended. Yeah, so I'm a little, a little bummed about those two not being. And then for them to show up on NXT, I was like, well, that's kind of a bummer. Like, why aren't they wrestling on the main roster? Yeah, but other than uh, that, you know. Uh, so Stax held his own against Shinsuke for a while. Here he got a little bit of offense in, um, which was interesting, to say the least. Uh, but Nakamura did end up putting him away with the Keen Sasha to get the win. And then Tony D kind of, uh, Tony D'Angelo was like, kind of looked like he was proud of Stax for holding his own against Nakamura. So then we had Alba Fire versus Sonya Deville. This was the only NXT talent to get a legitimate win over a main roster talent. Uh, not a very long match. Uh, Fire gets the win over Deville. Uh, Jane and Dolan hit the ring. Uh, DeVille ends up accidentally running Dolan over, which allowed Fry to get the Monday night roll-up for the win. Right. Went in a long match, but she did get a win. So that I think that goes to show you that Elba Fires, at least they see see her highly. Um, I mean, it's Sonya DeVille, though. I'm not... <laughs> nothing against wow. Sonya, but she, she hasn't really done much in her career, so... Well, I mean, come on. It's, you know, Elba uh, Fires... Uh, you know, held the NXT UK title for a long time. Yeah, I would so, say Alpha Fire is the bigger name of these two, anyway. So, uh, yeah. Afterwards, uh, they 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 triple teamer. Then Mandy Rose comes out, um, uh, and then Fire ends up fighting off Don Jane and Devlin, and then puts the bat to Mandy Rose's face or throat, and then uh, 
Rose retreats, leaves her title belt in the in the ring, and then Fire raises the title in the air. So it'll be an interesting match out of Fire and Mandy Rose. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, we had Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams take on Wesley and Oro Mensa. This is a little preview of the uh, ladder match upcoming uh, this Saturday at Halloween Havoc. Um, wasn't very long either. Uh, they all kind of did some dives at one point and all. Uh, and then uh, Hayes hit the flying leg drop for the win on Lee. Uh, and then uh, and then Frazier and uh, Wagner all came out. And Frazier did a huge dive off the top rope, taking everybody out. Well, those those men will battle. Those six, is it six, five. Oh, it's five. Trick Williams isn't in it, so it's yeah. Comrello, Wesley, Mensa, uh, uh, I just lost their names. Frazier and Wagner. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a little bit of segments with uh, the schism, talking about uh, you know. Grimes and all that, and then Braun Breaker was interviewed by Mackenzie Vigil talking about Kevin Owens and what's going to happen tonight. Then we had the Schism versus Cameron Grimes and the OC. Uh, big six-man tag here. Got a lot of time. Probably longer than it should have. Um, <laughs> uh, and then it was Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I figured, you know, at least in this match, Grimes would be the one to get the win, but nope. It was Gallows Anderson who pinned one of the one of the Schism brothers, whatever their names are. Yeah, I was like, okay, you can't even give Grimes the win here. <laughs> yeah, no crap. Uh, and then after the match, they're all sitting there, uh, and then the OC kept saying like, "Hey, we want our money." And then Grimes is just like, "To the moon!" And the OC is like, "Where's our money? We just want our money." <laughs> <laughs> then we had a Veer promo. Uh, where he they asked him, you know, what he said to Sangha, and then Sangha comes in and goes, "I'm ready, brother." And they go, "Okay," and they walk off. Then a contract signing between Lions and Stark and Katran Chance and Carden Carter. They're wrestling next week for the tag team titles. And then Julius Creed and Damon Kemp had a good a uh, 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 promo, split screen promo. This was not bad. I mean, Julius Creed's pretty good, uh, as 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 a talker. He's kind of mm-hmm. raw, but I enjoyed it. And Damon Kemp is not as good, but he he held his own here. Uh, this was a uh, this is not terrible. This was a pretty good promo between these two. I agree. And then we had who was going to host Halloween Havoc, and it's Shotzi, and she uh, talked for a long she time. Already, she's already hosted this once, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she talked for a long time. And she kept talking. And I was like, where is this heading? Because <laughs> I was like, she's just talking. Then Zion Quinn uh, comes out and says, hey, it looks like you need a uh, need a co-host. And, uh, you know, Quinn kept talking to her. But then Quincy Elliott. So we had Quinn and Quincy. The uh, Quincy Elliott comes out and they, they talk back and forth about who should be the number or who should be the co-host. And then Shotzi says, you know what? You guys are having a match. So let's just say the winner gets to be my co-host. And then, uh, so I guess she can make matches now. Uh, <laughs> Gwen and Elliot had a match, did not last long. Quincy Elliott gets the win, so he will be the co-host. I'm just, I am very intrigued with what the hell he is going to wear as a co-host of Halloween Havoc. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big Quincy Elliott fan. He doesn't um... do much in the ring. He does not only that, but you're, all if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a character guy, you need to at least be do a better job at the because here's the thing. Yeah, he he, he wants to be the shock factor and do shocking stuff, right? Yeah. We had that with uh we had that with uh you know Velveteen Dream, right? Yeah. Quincy Elliott is no Velveteen Dream. This dude, like when he when he does stuff, it's like you can look on his face and tr- he's like thinking of what he's supposed to do next. Yeah, and I just I can't get into it, man. So yeah, I'm not a big Quincy Elliott fan. Well, n- neither did Booker T. <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah he's got a lot of work to do. Booker, you can tell Booker T. in commentary was trying very hard not to say anything controversial that would offend people. 
It's good. He was like, at one point, he's like, look, I'm trying my hardest not to judge Quincy Elliott right now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. Booker Duke's probably like, what in the hell is this? Uh, Hank, Hank showed up, uh, stopping Quinn from grabbing a chair, and then uh, Zion Quinn got in the ring. Elliot splashed him, hit him with the bonsai drop, gets the win. So to be Shotzi and Elliot, and then <laughs> Elliot was dancing with Shotzi, and they were they cut the camera to to Hank and Booker T goes, "What in the hell is that?" And picked up and goes, "That's Hank Walker." <laughs> and Booker huh. T goes, "No, I'm talking about the dance in the ring." <laughs> huh. These two are great. I don't even think they try to be. But they are fucking a great a comedy duo. I just, I love it. <laughs> and then we had probably the best segment I've seen in a long time, which was Chase University with Chucky. This was awesome. Yeah, this was hilarious. <laughs> Thea Hale was very mad, and she wanted a rematch with Kanda James, and she kept going off. And then Chase gave a history lesson on Halloween Havoc, where they talked about all the highs and lows. And then Chucky appeared. And he just assaulted everybody and started cussing. And then Thea Hale was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she said, yeah, that was great. This was a great segment. I don't care. This was awesome. <laughs> and, and Chucky bleep cussed for about a minute straight. It was just all bleeped out. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then we had Cora Jade versus Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, I mean, this was not long. This was... Eh, and, they didn't really click too well together. No. Uh, Jade ends up bringing her Kindle stick in the ring at one point. Raquel caught it, and then Raquel just, like, you know, just went crazy and hit her with the fucking Kindle stick. <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't understand why she did that. She just decided, I'm just going to beat the shit out of this chick. <laughs> yeah, and that's how she lost. Yeah, so Core Jade technically won. Uh, but it was by DQ, so I don't count that as an actual win over a main roster star. Uh, after the bell, Jade was taunting, and then Roxanne Perez attacked her from behind, and then uh, Perez uh, had the kendo stick, and she didn't use it, though. So that's kind of the story of this match, is does Roxanne Perez have that killer instinct to use the weapons that's going to happen at you know, Hall and Havoc? So. Then we had our main event, which was the KO show with Braun Breaker, Elia, and JD McDonough. Um, Kevin Owens says he got a call from Shawn Michaels to host this segment, so he's you know he's here, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and then Owens just kept calling JD Dunna a weirdo, which was great. And he goes, "I'm just gonna move my stool away away from you because it will, feels like you need to have a shower." <laughs> uh, these guys went back and forth. Um, Braun and and uh, Ilya kind of kept going at it as JD just kind of. Stood off to the side, and Owen tried to tell them that's what's going to happen, and then it ended up happening anyway. Uh, they got into a brawl. Braun and Ilya uh, were fighting, uh, and then JD was just kind of standing there. Uh, Ilya hit a Moscow torpedo on Braun, and then JD tried. JD tried to do the dev one inside. Ilya hit him with a headbutt. Um, he put him down with the torpedo, and then Ilya. Raises the belt in the air, and then Austin Theory shows up with his money in the bank briefcase, and he looks at the title, looks at his briefcase, and kind of uh, you know teases that he may be cashing in the money in the bank on the NXT title. Man, what do you think about that? That would be different. Uh, that would be taking it in a way I never thought I'd see. Uh, well, and not only that, but it'd be a way to get Theory out of getting squashed. On a yeah. cash in, and then he could build himself up in NXT. I think yes. I think Triple H is is like I I I I think he likes Theory. I don't. A lot of people on internet say they don't like him. I think he likes him. I just think Triple H is you know Theory's not main event level. Vince thought he was apparently, uh, but he's not. And I think this is a way to you know you build him back up. You give him the NXT title, uh, and then let him be on NXT for a while and then come back because I don't know. I mean, they're not doing anything with him on the main roster right now. Anyway, he's just getting beat every single match. So right. this would be a way to make the, and it makes the money in the bank seem it's different. 
it'd be done in a way that's never been done before. And so that would open it up next year to having, oh, you could, you know, NXT titles now involved. So NXT is weird because it's like a developmental brand and they call it a developmental brand, but then it's still like important. Like now he's involving it in with his main roster. So I don't know how to judge NXT anymore. It's still obviously the developmental brand, but Triple H obviously wants it to be bigger. And so you can see him trying to make it something more important. So interesting show. I'll say that. And we've got we have got Halloween Havoc this Saturday. So on the Saturday morning show, we will be doing our Halloween Havoc predictions for the championship belt, which I still have here. Uh, but Nathan is still the current champion. So uh, Nathan will be defending the prediction championship for Halloween Havoc. All right, let's jump over to the, their competition for the night. AEW Dynamite Live from Cincinnati, Ohio. Kicked it off with the Trios Championship. Uh, first thing that pissed me off of the night. <laughs> Cassidy carrying the title in a backpack. I just, I get it, but God damn it. <laughs> just said it, it made me, a, it pissed me off for no reason at all. I just did not like it. Well, uh, yeah, you had that, but also, uh, you know, they 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 teased uh, Pac being a heel again, and yeah, I think they've done this before with this group. Yeah, this this group's almost broken up like four times. I feel like <laughs> they just keep winning, though. Yeah, there. This was a decent match uh, for a six man tag with all these random people flying in and out. Uh, Pac went for the hammer, uh, and Phoenix was like, "No, no, no, you know, we're not going to do that." Uh, they almost lost, but in the end, uh, it was Death Triangle retaining their trios championships. Yeah, I really thought they were going to lose for a second there. I was like, God damn, we're going to get Orange Cassidy two championships? <laughs> yeah. Dude doesn't even want the one he's got. <laughs> he's so lazy, he has to carry it in a backpack. I swear. I It's a different gimmick. I still hate it. I still hate that gimmick to death, but... It's over. I can't say anything. He's over. So, yeah, it works. Uh, then we had the uh, an interview with D, D Britt Baker and, and company, um, and she said some stuff. I don't really know what they were trying to accomplish here. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what the goal of this promo was. She said something about it, the interim title. The, it's not really interim. Blah blah blah. Um, something, and she said by the end of the year. Either me or, uh, you know, her 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 buddy is going to be champion. That's basically what she said. Speaking of champions, we had in the early hour we had the women go on. Nathan, this don't happen very often. Tony Storm yeah. defending the AEW interim women's championship against Hikaru Shida. Yeah, uh, yeah, this doesn't happen very often. But when you only have title matches, I guess this happens. Um. Yeah, they had a long match. I was surprised. They had a long match. Uh, Tony said, I mean, it was a decent match. Tony yeah. Storm got a hard, hard, hard fought victory. Yeah. Um, and then you had uh, your favorite, Ryan Riho, coming back. So before that, Britt and everybody came down. Rebel and Hater came down with Britt. Soraya comes out, Spears, Baker, and then they go into the row and they disappear. And then, yes, real the little kid comes out and saves the I, – I, I got some shit on for Twitter for saying this, but I was like, the little kid came in and saved the world champion. And people were like, oh, she's like 24. I was like, I know she's not a fucking little kid. Jesus Christ, she's built like a 12-year-old. And she comes in and saves the world champion? Eh, whatever. It's bad. I, I can't take her seriously at all. At all. But – yeah, Rio comes down and clears the ring. So I think this is gonna lead to I, I kind of want Riho and Kiaro to turn here heel just be, for something different. I mean, I don't know. I want them to do something different. They're they're just faces, nameless faces at this point. So right. it'd be different. Uh, FDR were doing an interview with Renee. Um, they said that they want to add a fourth championship to their back. The AEW World Tag Team Championships, and then Swerve interrupts, and then Keith Lee also is there. <laughs> Keith Lee felt like he didn't want to be there, 
But it led to a match next week where they will the winner will be the number one contenders. So again, right. people just make their own matches all the time. And then uh Dutton Lethal beat up Darby Allen. They they slammed the metal door on his stomach. Yeah. Uh Lethal just keeps getting in these weird feuds. Um I'm very curious to see where this uh tag team thing is going. Yeah. Because if you actually do have FTR go after the tag team titles. I mean, I kind of want them to win, but you, but I also don't want, I also don't want uh, the acclaim to lose. So I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know where it's the setting. I, I assume FTR are going to win this match. But then FTR yeah. and the Acclaimed are kind of both faces, and the Acclaimed just won the title, so I don't know. Uh, and then we've got probably the segment everyone's going to remember, one of the best. I, I love this segment. MJF and Regal. Um, MJF cut a damn good promo, um, which talked about when he was 19, he, was, he, he went to a tryout for WWE, and he, he talked to Regal, and then when he said his age, he was... Regal told him he was too young. And then uh, he said, you know, come back, make a name for yourself. And Regal pretty much gave up on him. And basically, MJF said that he wanted to kill himself after this, which was insane to say on national television. Kind of yeah. threw me off. And then, uh, but then he said, you know what? I couldn't do that because then I let you win. This was a great promo. I, I enjoyed this. And then Regal did his stuff, talking about how he was 16. He had to fight grown men at carnivals to become a pro wrestler. And he said, basically, right. saying, you didn't have it as hard as me. <laughs> this is great. This I can't do this justice. If you haven't seen this promo, fucking why? And and second, go watch this segment. This is awesome. This this was MJF is one of the best on the mic, and then also Regal's phenomenal. So these two together was one of the best things I've seen from AEW Rating Wrestling Company in a long time. I love this whole segment. Right. And then we had Daniels and Yuda, and uh basically Danielson talked up Daniel Garcia, which pissed off Yuta, and basically said, you know, you should have seen this coming. It was like me, Moxley, Claudio, we all saw it coming. And then he goes, you know, maybe you shouldn't meet your hero. He goes, because um, I bled for the Black Bull Combat Club, but apparently that doesn't mean anything to you. So I guess we're heading towards maybe the BCC having a little uh, issue here. Yeah. <coughs> Then we had the Ring of Honor World Championship, Chris Jericho versus Dalton Castle. Castle had the best entrance I've seen in a long time. This entrance was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not going to get much TV time, but when he does get it, he's going to he's going to use it to his advantage. He makes the most out of it. Let me tell you, uh, there was a moment where Castle was just sending all. He had like four or five boys now with him, and they were just jumping over the ropes onto fucking Hager. It was one of the best thing things I've seen. He just kept wandering them over the ropes onto Drake, Drake Hager. <laughs> this match and basically 90% of it was just outside interference with like Hanker and the boys. It yeah. was like not much actual in-ring stuff. At one point they were all beating up Hager and one steals his hat, which apparently you don't do because then Hager went berserk and throwing the boys around the arena and just destroying them. Uh, I didn't even really care about anything that happened in the ring. I was more focused on the boys, but uh, Jericho gets to win, obviously, with the Judas effect, so... <clears throat> but this was great. I love this. I mean, I this was you know this was this was a fun little match. Yeah, I can't believe I just said that about Jericho match. But you know, this was fun. Dalton Castle is he's so, not the best like in ring, but man, he just everything he does is just great. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so Jericho is on the on the on the path to try to beat all the former ROH champions. Yeah. And after the match, he sets up a feud with, he was going to hit the announcer. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, who inter- who stopped him? Jerry Lynn. <laughs> who took a tombstone. It wasn't a good tombstone by, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but he took a tombstone on the ramp on the belt. Yeah. Uh, during this match, it was announced that uh, AEW is returning to pay-per-view for AEW Death by Dishonor. 
in December. Uh, this will be the next pay-per-view. Um, I want to bring that up because uh, Tony Khan did an interview with SI Sports Illustrated. Uh, it's not Death Before Dishonor. What is it? That was uh, one I just did. Final Battle. Final Battle. Uh, final Battle was happening on like a Saturday afternoon for some reason. I think they said because of the uh, uh, like Heisman or some shit. But it's going to be December 23rd or December 10th. Um, I bring this up because Tony Khan was on SI and he talked about the future of ROH and he said that he was going to do a pay-per-view, which this is Final Battle. And then he said he hoped to have a TV show up and running by early 2023. So hopefully we are going to get an actual TV show for ROH because doing this mix and mingle with AEW stuff, it's just too complicated. I don't like it. So hopefully this leads to maybe during Final Battle they'll announce a TV deal. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be on TBS or TNT or something, but maybe we'll get an actual TV deal for ROH. All right. Main event, the world championship match. This did not go according to plan. No. <laughs> so we start off with Hangman Page doing a moonsault off a balcony. Fucking insane, dude. So it's like he's lucky he didn't get hurt there. Yeah. And then, yeah, during this match, towards the end here, uh, John Moxley hits a lariat, and I don't know if Hangman got knocked out by the lariat. It was a nasty lariat. Or if he got knocked out by the moonsault that he tried to do and landed on his head. It was a nasty I lariat. I think he got knocked out by the I think he got knocked out by the lariat. I think I out. think he was out before he landed. Yeah. Uh because he hit hard and it didn't look like a landing he would have took if he was all there. Right. Uh, he hit hard. So the doctors come in, the match is stopped. Uh this match stopped. A Jam Oxley wins. Um, so then they just cut time. They had to, you know, they had to fill time somehow. So they just talked and, and they didn't know what to do. Very awkward, very hard to watch. Cause you didn't know at the time how serious the injury was. And so right. like, they're trying to not show hangman at all, but then Taz keeps pointing it out. And I'm like, dude, I don't think, you know, it, it's very hard to watch. Cause you didn't know how serious it was. It ended up just being a concussion reportedly. And hopefully, you know, he'll be okay. Um, but this was hard to watch through. Then we had Moxley going to cut a promo, and then uh, he cuts a promo, and then uh, MJF comes out. Uh, he brings a poker chip with a referee. This was 100% fucking Money in the Bank. This pissed me off just because it looked just like the Money in the Bank stuff. He says he's going to cash in. They're going to go at it, and then he 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 takes a chip and runs to the microphone and says, I don't want any excuses. I want you at 100%. I am cashing in at full gear. So... The heel did the honorable thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's going to be Moxley and MJF at full gear, which will be an interesting match. Um, Like I said, this ma- this match could have been a great match. Obviously got cut short. And uh, headline, Moxley got busted open, Nathan. Shocking. I know. I know. I know. Shocking. <laughs> but it happened. Uh, you know, it's weird for AEW to only have four matches on a show. Um, yeah, but I actually enjoyed it. I, I I kind of enjoyed only having four matches. It flowed a little better than having the ten they try to squeeze into two hours. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought this was just, you know Tuesday was a very good night of wrestling. I watched them both at the exact same time, which was very hard to do. Uh, right, but, but I did. I did it. I knew it put me back to the old days of watching Raw and Nitro at the same time. I agree. Uh, all right, Ryan, let's get into some video games here. Uh, I guess our big topic we need to talk about yeah, is uh, Silent Hill. Silent Hill had their Silent Hill uh, transmission, which is the weirdest name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had a transmission today, and uh, they didn't just drop one announcement. They didn't drop two announcements. They didn't drop three announcements. They dropped four, five announcements. <laughs> Yeah. They went insane with this. Uh, start off with the remake of Silent Hill 2, uh, which is being developed by Bloober. Um, is this game like one of the best ones? I'm, this I, is I, the I, best I, one. 
yes yeah, silent- i like i like silent hill games but i never played them like enough to actually know which one was the best silent one. hill 2 is considered the best of the it's kind of like resident evil 2 it's silent hill 2 is considered the best of the silent hills okay uh, so that's why they remade this game everyone's freaking out about it uh, it's going to be a I, I think it's a timed PlayStation exclusive, but it's a it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive for now. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be an exclusive the whole time, but right. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a timed PS5 exclusive. So I don't even know if it's going to be on Xbox. It eventually did say going to PC. So it might just be PlayStation and PC. Oh, I, we have it officially for 12 months. So for a year, it's going to be PlayStation and PC only. So Xbox will not be able to get it until uh, next year or the year after so right but this looked phenomenal uh the the you know the visuals of resident evil re- the the remake of resident evil of Silent Hill 2 looked fantastic so i'm i'm looking forward to it uh you know getting back into the silent hill universe um just with this one alone i was like hell this stream's awesome but they didn't stop there uh we got another game called silent hill towerfall um which we didn't get much much you know look at it was a quick little trailer it's being made by no code um but uh yeah they're gonna you know there's a two games <laughs> we got two we also got return to silent hill movie so we're getting a sequel to the movie that came out in 2006 with the same writer and director so well the movie what did you think of the movie back in the day it wasn't that great was it you know I haven't watched it in a long time. Back when it first came out, I didn't like it, but I probably need to rewatch it because according to a lot of people, they, it was really, really well done. I was, you know, 15, 16 when that movie came out. So uh, I was, I need, probably need to rewatch it and see what I think now. Um, right. Because I, I think it might, I, I don't know. I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched it in so long that I can't remember. I kind of get it mixed up with the other video game movie that came out around that same time of like, what's that? Are you afraid of the dark or whatever? Yeah, I I kind of get those two like mixed up. That movie sucked, <laughs> so <laughs> I might be just thinking of that. Uh, then we had a little bit of a uh, you know merch shirt statues, and then we got the third project announced, which was Silent Hill Ascension, which was quoted as a live, real time interactive series, which sounds like Until Dawn, and um, the one that just came out that they made, but I don't know if it's a game. I don't know what the fuck this was. They didn't call it a game. They didn't say it was a game. They right. said, you know, you can change outcomes, be a part of the scenes, and shape the Silent Hill canon. Um, they said there's no reset, and it's June 2023. So I assume this is going to be like those Until Dawn games where every choice matters, and if you fuck... I, I assume it's just going to be one of those games. I, but they didn't call it a game. That's what threw me off a little bit. It felt like it was going to be like a movie where you made decisions. I have no idea. I was confused by that one. Uh, and then before announced, we had a game called Silent Hill F. Uh, not much shown here. It was just about a girl walking around and then she got like engulfed in like plant infested stuff. Um, and yeah, that's all we got from that. So we had what, four games in a movie? Coming from that's this, not, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, one thing that's to note cool. here is that Konami is not making any of these games. Uh, every game and everything is being made by another company. They're just slapping their Konami name on it. So, <laughs> yeah, which is what they do lately. But uh, no, this is awesome considering we haven't had anything for like ten years. Yeah, with Hill. So, yeah, I. Super looking forward to getting back, like I said, getting back into the Silent Hill. Um, but we haven't had a game since like 2012, which is I've played, but I haven't I haven't beat. So um, I'm quite try to get back into the Silent Hill games and play them before these come out. Um, it's the perfect time to announce this stuff, too, because it's Halloween time and the spooky season and everybody's into the spooky stuff. So uh, kind of crazy, you know, after all these years, we're going to get all this Silent Hill shit and like one drop here. We're gonna get like four games in one year. It feels like, but you know, yeah, <laughs> cool. Uh, and the movie's interesting. I obviously that movie's a long time away. It's early, early. There's no cast announced. There's nothing. It's it's very early on. So 
But yeah, Silent yeah. Hill coming back. Insane. I I, yeah. I didn't know what to expect from this because I was like, ah, they're not gonna announce too much, but no, they went. We're gonna announce everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> not, kind of light on video game news today, but let's also talk, Ryan. We got a little update on a story we talked about on our last podcast, and that was uh, with uh, Nintendo and uh, with uh, Bayonetta voice actors and stuff. Well, Ryan, it turns out that the the old voice actor that was upset trying to get people to boycott the game the new game uh lied about her pay uh apparently she got paid a lot more than what she said and so now people are just like well screw this boycott (laughs) yeah yeah so that's kind of sad yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. Didn't, that's didn't, that's, I did not expect that. Yeah. Okay. Well, just give me a second. Okay. Um. They said, yeah, people are claiming that. Um. Yeah, she made more and that all this. So it's. This is. Didn't expect this to happen this way. I I, no. I thought she was it seemed like she was telling the truth, and then it comes out that she. Uh, um. She got paid. Yeah, she got paid more than um, she said. So, yeah, kind of a bummer. Kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't get to them last uh, last podcast. We usually do releases on Monday. Yeah, kind of uh, drop the ball uh, there. But we'll hit them today. How many? Uh, how many big releases do we got? We don't want to go through all the weird, a lot of the weird <laughs> stuff. But let's let's uh, let's hit some big. big you stuff don't here. you don't want to look at all the PC releases that are coming out. No. Um. Some of the big ones. Uh. We've got the, the not really your type of game, but the Jackbox Party Pack Nine, uh, is out when you're listening to this on October twentieth. For every single thing in the world, uh, PC, yeah. PS4, Switch, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. Uh, some new games. You know, if you're into those party games, that is coming out. Um. Tomorrow we do have the Resident Evil Showcase. That's not a release, but I do want to talk about that because we'll be talking about that on the Saturday morning show. So we're going to have, we had Silent Hill today. We got Resident Evil tomorrow. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope is out. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest ones. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be picking that up. You were a big fan of the first one. So, yeah. I did not beat it. I got it. I, I have a bad habit of playing these games and then just forgetting about them. And then, <laughs> then I try to jump back in and I have no idea what I'm doing. So yeah, uh, another one of the big ones on October 21st, we've got Gotham Knights. Um, Batman is dead. The <laughs> <a> tagline. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. This thing, this thing has a lot of, I a lot of uh, mixed reviews. So I don't yeah, know. I I don't like the online how it's all online. I don't like that. Yeah. Not a big online guy. Um, and then the put that with the fact that they said console versions are only going to be 30 frames per second. I'm like, if so, I don't think I'll be picking this up. If it goes to game pass, I might give it a shot, but I ain't going to pick it up. Um, also on, uh, October 21st, we've got new tales from the borderlands coming out. Uh, so a new borderlands type of game, uh, in that universe. So. If you're into Borderlands, you know, we got a new game coming. I think right. this is this is is this the this is like a telltale game, right? Yeah, these are telltale yeah. games. Yeah, so again, not your style of game, but uh pretty bother like it. Uh another game, uh Persona 5 Royal is out. Uh coming to PC and PS I think it's coming next gen. I think it's already out on everything else, right? I think it's just Xbox Series X and PS5, I think. So all right. Well, that's a big one. Uh, people are probably waiting for that. Uh, other than that, uh, n- not a lot else here, Nathan. <laughs> not big stuff, at least. Um, yeah, everything else is kind of... Uh, um, next week, though, Resident Evil Reverse finally is available. <laughs> it's only like two years too late, but you know. 
we might finally play this game, Nathan. We've been wanting to play it since the game came out. Maybe we'll finally be able to play this game next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's all the big games. Not really much else uh, as far as a lot of uh, horror type of games, though, coming out this month. If you're into that stuff um, for PC and for console. So if you're into that kind of there's there's a lot. Um, I will say this weekend or sometime this week, I'm going to check out. Um, it's downloaded on my computer right now. I am going to check out Scorn. And so I will uh, next week, probably on the Monday show or the Tuesday show, I'll probably uh. Talk about uh, Scorn. So, let's see what that game's all about. Let me know if it makes you pee your pants. It, supposedly, it's pretty scary. So, I don't know. Um, so, uh, more... uh, Net- Netflix, you know, is doing their video game yeah. stuff. Uh, so, apparently, they have 35 games available. Yeah, but they're all the fucking mobile games yeah well now they're gonna they say that they're who knows what who knows what they are probably a bunch of mobile like you said but they got 55 games in development that's that's insane um you know when you're gonna do games like 55 games like that all that makes me think is you're not putting much time into these games. Yeah. So they're probably not going to be that great. They're probably not going to be big games or nothing. Um, to on top of this, uh, this is probably why they're making so many games. Netflix has opened up a studio in Southern California and they plan to get into the cloud gaming universe. Um, kind of what Stadia did and Luna. Uh, so apparently they are going to try to go down that route, even though Stadia just it died. So I don't know if it's the best time, uh, but they are going to... they um, The Netflix VP of Gaming, Mike Verdu, said that they are seriously exploring a cloud gaming offering. So this is probably why all those games are coming. He basically right. said that we hope the balance is 50%. They said they want their business model would be fifty percent of the net, normal Netflix and then fifty percent Netflix gaming. So I don't know if that's gonna work, but we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. I they're gonna make their own games. I don't know what that's fucking possible. I have, I have no idea how that's gonna work, but like I said, what they got now, they don't have a lot of, you know insane game I mean, they've got some games that are I, I like the stranger thing games i guess are i've heard are pretty good but most of them are just you know mobile games that you can just play without the netflix app so i don't know why you don't play them through that netflix app but to each their own uh and one more story uh neck microsoft they're building an xbox mobile gaming store to try to compete with apple and google because you've got google play and you got the apple app store um, apparently, they're building their own mobile store to, I guess, have their they're they're gonna have Activision games on there, and I guess they bought King Games as well, which is the company that owns Candy Crush. And so, I guess they're gonna try to have them take them off. I assume they're gonna try to take them off of the Google Play and App Store and put them on their own store. So. I don't know how that's gonna work, but almost maybe in bed. Yeah. So Microsoft getting into mobile games, Netflix getting into gaming. Gaming is getting insane. Yeah. We have got uh, everyone hyping out of their own, jumping out of their own comfort zones here and doing stuff that they're not used to doing. So <laughs> this is, <laughs> everything is getting crazy over here in the gaming world. Wrestling's getting insane. I, uh, you know, we got to watch, we, keep, keeping us uh, busy with this podcast. We've got so much random news stories popping up every day, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you got anything else, or is that gonna wrap this thing up? I think that's all I got. All right. Uh, like I said, the Saturday morning show, six a.m. We are gonna be doing uh, a Halloween Havoc predictions, plus reacting to the Resident Evil st- stream thing that they're doing. Whatever happens there, and then of course, we don't have much wrestling to talk about because we usually do Dynamite, so we'll just be doing Impact. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, and then whatever gaming news happens, uh, 
between now and Saturday morning or when we record. So thank you for listening. We appreciate you all. For anyone new here, uh, you can find us on all social media at Sabri ENT. Uh, that is Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, I'm in, I'm gonna put some stuff on TikTok later. Uh, some stuff I'm editing right now, and then I'm working on putting some new YouTube videos out. So follow us on there. Use the hashtag High Scores and High Spots. Let us know that you listen to this. We appreciate that. If you have any questions or whatever you want to ask us, you can uh, use that hashtag or just DM me. My Twitter uh, DMs are open. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. He is Nathan. I am Ryan. And we're here to remind you to always always hit your spots and set your scores. Later.